This article, by the way, is from Shiori Iwagaki, who is one of our members from Hiroshima, Japan. She wrote the original essay. I edited it so that it would be standard American English, of course. All right, let's get started with some of the more difficult vocabulary from this article. Uh, in the first paragraph, I use the phrase contributing factor, or she, she uses the phrase, the major contributing factor to lifestyle-related diseases. Contributing factor is something that affects something or something that causes it. So that's, but contributing gives the idea that it's not the total cause. It's one of the causes. It might be a major cause, but there might be other things that also cause this problem. So that's a contributing factor. And a lifestyle-related disease, a lifestyle disease, is a disease that comes from how you live your life. And lifestyle means you know, how you eat, how you live, how you act, your actions, your food, how you sleep, your exercise habits, all your daily habits of living, that's your lifestyle. So some diseases such as diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, they are caused by or contributed to uh, by the way you live, if you're, mostly by the way you eat. Diabetes is a type of blood disease, it's a blood sugar disease, your body cannot control your blood sugar. Uh, we use the word obesity in this article. Obesity means very, very fat. Okay, so there's fat and then there's obesity. Obesity means extremely fat, very fat, dangerously fat. All right, we'll see the word surplus in this article in that same paragraph. Surplus means uh, extra. So you, you, have, you have as much as you need and then you get more. In this case, surplus weight is bad, right? You don't want too much weight. Surplus money is good. You get more than you actually need. That's great if it's money. Not so good if it's fat. All right, I think you guys all know the word calorie. Calorie is the amount of energy from what you eat, from the food. It has that other scientific meaning, but for everyday meaning, it's generally the amount of energy you get from the food. And if you get too much energy from your food, too many calories, of course, you're going to get fat. All right, uh, we use the word, you see the word overweight in this article. So there's overweight and there's obesity. What's the difference? Well, overweight really means uh, you're fat, but maybe a little fat. Uh, it's kind of a polite word in English to say fat. You're not, you, in English, especially in America, you do not tell someone directly, oh, you're fat. But you might say, wow, you know, you're overweight. You're a little overweight. You, you should lose weight. So it's kind of a polite way to say fat. But obesity is very, very, very fat. So it's more than just overweight. Overweight is probably most Americans, but obesity is, is, you know, is a big, difficult problem, and it's extremely fat. All right, we talk about the word servings in this, that on the TV show, the Japanese people ate three servings of curry rice. A serving is kind of the amount you eat at one time. So if you go to a restaurant, First, they bring an appetizer. Okay, that's a serving. Whatever is on that plate, we call that a serving. And then they'll bring uh, your main dish. That's another serving. Uh, and you maybe, you know, they keep bringing dishes. Each one of those, we call that a serving. Or if you go to a buffet, right, uh, all you can eat. You take your plate, you put food on it, you bring back to the table, you eat it. Then you go back to the buffet again and you get more. That's your second serving. All right, excess. In the next paragraph, we use the word excess. Excess, uh, also has this idea of, of surplus, of more than you need, of too much or extra. 
So excess weight means extra weight. Alrighty. You'll see the word uh, down towards the bottom of the learning guide here. Meal of page one. Meal portion size. Okay, a portion, it's a similar idea to serving, but really portion means the amount of food on your plate. So maybe both of us are eating spaghetti, but I only have one cup of spaghetti, right? I have just a little bit of spaghetti on my food, on my plate. And another person has a really big size of, of spaghetti, a lot of spaghetti. Their portion is bigger than mine. They have a bigger portion of spaghetti. So it's the size, it's the amount of food on your plate. All right, uh, Shuri mentions that unless you have unbelievably strong will, you can't watch TV and, and, and stay thin. Okay, unbelievably means amazingly, incredibly, very, very, very. And will, will is your mental strength, the strength of your mind. Um, so it's that, that idea that if your mind is very strong, then you can look at a piece of chocolate cake and say, no, I will not eat it. I want it, but I won't eat it, right? Your mind is strong. If you have a weak will, however, if you see the chocolate cake, you say, oh, I must eat it, and you eat it. You know it's bad, but you do it anyway. Your will, your mental power, is weak. All right, down towards the bottom of page one, uh, I use the verb to shift. We have to find a way to shift our mental focus. Shift has, the, uh, has two kinds of meanings. One is uh, to change. Sometimes it means a small change uh, or a sudden change, a quick change. So shift is to change. It also can mean to move, move your body or move something, usually side to side. So sideways movement, it's another meaning of shift. In this case, it means change. And then uh, mental focus, mental focus is what you focus your mind on, what you concentrate on, what you think about most of the time. And in that same sentence, you hear the word foci, F-O-C-I. Foci is the plural of focus. So foci means more than one focus. So we don't say focuses. Okay, this is irregular. We do not say focuses. We say foci, more than one focus. All right, moving on to the second page of the learning guide. In the beginning, you'll see the phrase root causes. Root causes means the, the deep cause, the original cause, the real cause of something, right? Deep, deep down, what is really causing the problem? The next paragraph, we uh, hear the word anxious. Anxious means nervous. And then we also hear, uh, we see the word, uh, the phrase rather, an outlet for, an outlet for your feelings. An outlet for your feelings, it means an action that helps you get rid of your feelings or get your feelings out. So I feel nervous, then I eat something and I feel better, I feel more relaxed. So eating is an outlet for my nervousness, right? Helps me get the nervousness out of my mind. All right, in that same paragraph, you see the phrase, uh, the, the verb rather, to distract, to distract. To distract means to suddenly change your mind. And it usually means on purpose, you're trying to change your mind or you're trying to change what you're thinking about. For example, I'm reading a book and my friend comes over and she interrupts me, right? So I can't read the book anymore. So I can say, my friend is distracting me. I can't focus on the book anymore. I have to turn and look at my friend. It ch suddenly changes my thoughts, suddenly changes my focus. Okay, that's distract. 
inappropriate. I think we've had this word before. Inappropriate means wrong for the situation. It's incorrect. It's not good for the situation. All right. Dealing with. We get the phrase dealing with. If you deal with something, it means you survive it, you cope with it, you uh, somehow use this situation, and you are successful, or at least you don't fail. So dealing with something means it's a difficult situation, and somehow you uh, continue to keep going. And to ha in the next paragraph, we see the verb to handle, and that has basically the same meaning. If you handle a situation, it means it's a difficult situation, but you don't fail. You keep going. Somehow you succeed, or at least you avoid failing. All right. In that same next paragraph, uh, we, we hear the word achievement. Shiori says, we can enjoy the achievement of passing a difficult exam. Achievement means success. It means something good that you do. Uh, and I think success is a very good, a good synonym, a good uh, definition for achievement. In the next sentence, we, uh, she says, we can enjoy the exertion of sports. Exertion means effort. It means difficult effort, usually. It means you're trying very hard. You can imagine you're sweating. You're, you're putting a lot of effort, a lot of energy trying to do something. In this case, it's physical exertion. It means you're actually using your body, and it's very difficult. You can also have mental exertion. It means you're using a lot of mental effort. You're trying very hard to solve a mental problem. The next sentence, you'll hear the word enumerate. It says, we can enumerate many more positive pursuits. To enumerate is to make a list, right? It, and usually it means to say a list. So if we can enumerate many positive actions, it means we can make a long list. Uh, we can exercise, that's number one. Number two, uh, meditate. Number three, have good friendships. Number four, eat healthy food. I am enumerating healthy actions, right? I'm listing them one by one. And a pursuit, of course, is something that you do. It's an action. Uh, it has the idea maybe even of a hobby sometimes, something you like to do often. That's a pursuit. And finally, in the last paragraph of the article, we see the verb to cultivate. To cultivate is to take care of something and help it grow. So if you have a plant, we use it in farming, you cultivate plants. It means you, you take care of them, you feed them, you give them water, and, to, and so they will grow bigger and bigger. You can also cultivate a healthy body. That means you take care of your body, you help your body grow strong. All right, well, that's it. That's all of the vocabulary for the Lifestyle Diseases article. If this went too fast, if it was a little difficult, no problem, just relax, listen to it again. You can listen to it, you know, three times, five times, 50 times, it doesn't matter, whatever is good for you. So listen to it again and again, this will help you remember the vocabulary. Okay, welcome to the mini story for the Lifestyle Diseases article. These stories are not serious, I'm sure you realize. They're not supposed to be serious. They're just funny, foolish, stupid little stories to help you remember some of the new vocabulary and also to help you know how to use this vocabulary in other situations. So just listen, just relax. Don't take this seriously. But the more you listen, 
the more you will understand the vocabulary and how to use it. Let's get started. Here's our story for today. There once was a guy named AJ. AJ had a lot of excess energy. He was constantly anxious. This distracted him. He could never handle all the surplus energy he had. He couldn't focus on just one thing. His mind constantly jumped between many foci. AJ needed an outlet for all this energy. He thought that physical exertion might help, so he practiced many sports. To enumerate just a few, he practiced basketball, baseball, American football, soccer, volleyball, swimming, etc. But these pursuits didn't solve the problem. AJ still had too much energy. So, AJ finally decided to discover the root cause of his problem. He realized he was too nervous and crazy, and he needed to calm down. So, he decided to cultivate a peaceful mind. He meditated every day. Gradually, his mind calmed and became less distracted. In the end, AJ decided to cut all his hair off. He moved to a mountain and lived in a cave for the rest of his life. In the end. Okay, one more time. This time I'll ask a lot of questions. The reason I ask questions is to help you uh, remember some of the vocabulary and to know how to use it. All right, well, let's go. There once was a guy named AJ. AJ had a lot of excess energy. Now, did AJ have too much energy? Yes, he did, of course. He had excess energy. Did he have just enough energy? No, he had excess energy. It was too much. He was constantly anxious. Was he relaxed? No. Did he feel good? No, he did not. He felt anxious. He felt very nervous. He was always nervous, so he was very, very anxious. Did this help him to focus his mind? No, it did not. It had the opposite effect. This anxiety, this anxiousness, distracted him. Because he had too much energy, because he was anxious, he was very distracted. He would always change his mind. He could never focus on one thing. The, his energy distracted him. He could never handle all the surplus energy he had. Did he have a, a good solution for this energy? No, he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. Did he deal with this energy in a good way? Could he survive and use this energy in a good way? No, he could not. He could not handle the energy. It was too much. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't solve this problem. Did he have too much energy? Of course, that's the problem. He had surplus energy. Now, did AJ have surplus money? No, he did not have surplus money. What was his problem? Well, his problem was that he had surplus energy, too much energy. He couldn't focus on just one thing. So his mind did not focus on one thing, such as reading or a movie. Instead, it jumped between many different foci. So one second, he's looking at a book. The next second, he's looking at a movie. The next second, he's thinking about food. The next second, he's watching a pretty girl. So his mind has these, all these foci, it jumps between them all the time. 
too many foci in the world, and AJ could not focus on only one of them. Instead, his mind would jump from foci to foci to foci. All right, all these different foci. AJ needed an outlet for this energy, right? He needed to get rid of this energy somehow. He had to use it or burn it or get, it, get rid of it because it, he, he couldn't handle all of it. So he, he decided, I need an outlet for this energy, right? I need to use the energy somehow and get rid of it. I need an outlet. So what was his outlet? What kind of outlet did AJ try? Did AJ try to use reading as an outlet? No, no, no. AJ decided that physical exertion would be the best outlet. He decided physical exercise, using his body, making a big effort with his body, right? Physical exertion would be the best outlet for all this energy. So AJ tried a lot of physical exertion. He practiced a lot of sports. Now, we're going to list these sports, right? We're going to make a list of a few of these sports. We're going to enumerate these sports. We're going to list them. We're going to enumerate them. So to enumerate a few of AJ's sports, he tried basketball, baseball, American football, soccer, volleyball, swimming, etc. We have enumerated some of the sports he tried. We've listed them. Now, did any of these pursuits that we enumerated, did they work? No. Unfortunately, these pursuits did not help. They did not help at all. In fact, they gave him more energy because he got into great physical shape. And so he had better, better, better feeling, more, more, more energy. So these pursuits that we just enumerated, basketball, baseball, etc., these pursuits did not solve the problem. They made this problem worse. AJ still had too much energy. So what did he do? Well, he finally decided to discover the root cause, the true cause of this problem. What was it? Clearly, it was not his body, right? He tried all these exercises, but that didn't help. So the root cause was not something physical. It was not exercise or anything like that. The root cause was mental. The root cause, the true cause, was in his mind. He realized he was too nervous and too crazy, and he needed to calm down. He needed to calm his mind. That was the root problem, his mind. So he decided to cultivate a peaceful mind, right? He decided to take care of his mind. He decided to help his mind grow more peaceful. He wanted to cultivate it, almost like a farm. He wanted to help his mind grow and become more peaceful, more calm. He wanted to cultivate his mind. So what did he do? Well, he meditated every day. Meditate is like the Buddhist tradition, right? <gasps> breathe in, breathe out. Sit down, close your eyes. <sighs> breathing in, breathing out. That's what he did every day. He meditated, namo tassa, right? He meditated. And did this work? Did cultivating a peaceful mind work? Did meditating every day work? Well, it did. It helped his mind grow less distracted, become less distracted. So instead of jumping around all the time between all these foci, AJ's mind started to concentrate more. He became more calm and less distracted. So what did he finally decide to do? Well, AJ finally decided to cut off all his hair. He shaved his head. 
His head had no hair anymore, and he walked off into the mountains. He climbed a high mountain, and he found a cave, a little hole in the mountain. And for the rest of his life, AJ lived in the cave, calmly meditating. In and out. His mind was not distracted anymore. He had cultivated a very peaceful mind. He achieved his goal. He was successful. All right, one more time, a little more quickly this time, and with a few questions. All right, one more time. There was once a guy named AJ. What kind of guy was AJ? Well, AJ was a very nervous and anxious guy. Did AJ have a calm mind? No, he did not. He had a very distracted mind. His mind was always distracted, always jumping between foci from one thing to another, a movie, a woman, a book. He could never focus. So AJ was very distracted and very, very, very nervous. He had a lot of excess energy, too much energy. So what did he do? How did he handle all this excess energy? How did he handle all this surplus energy? How did he handle having too much energy? Well, he didn't handle it very well. He had a lot of problems. The first thing he did to try to handle it was to look for an outlet for his energy. He thought, Maybe if I have an outlet for this energy, if I use it physically with my body, maybe that will solve the problem. So he searched for an outlet for this energy. He decided that physical exertion was the best outlet. Physical exercise, physical exertion, using his body in a very difficult way. So he decided, okay, physical effort, physical exertion, physical exercise, that's how I will deal with, that's how I will handle my surplus energy. So he practiced many sports. Uh, let's enumerate a few of the sports he tried. Okay, he tried basketball, he tried baseball, he tried American football, he tried soccer, he tried volleyball, he tried swimming. swimming. We just enumerated many sports he tried. Now, did any of these sports help him? Did these pursuits solve the problem? Unfortunately, no. These pursuits did not solve the problem. None of the pursuits we just enumerated solved the problem. AJ still had too much energy. So what did he decide to do? He decided he needed to find the root cause of the problem. He needed to find the real cause, the true cause, the deep cause. So AJ decided to search for the root cause. And what was the root cause? Well, the root cause was his mind. The root cause was his nervousness, his craziness, his anxious feelings all the time. The root cause was his mind. So AJ realized he needed to cultivate a peaceful mind. He decided to take care of his mind. He decided to let his mind grow more peaceful. He took care of his mind every day. How did he cultivate a, a peaceful mind? Did he read? Is that how he cultivated a peaceful mind? No, he cultivated a peaceful mind by meditating every day, breathing in and breathing out, sitting with his eyes closed. Did this work? Did he achieve success? Yes, he did. Every day his mind became less distracted, less distracted, more calm. <sighs> he cultivated a peaceful mind. His mind was no longer distracted. It did not jump from one thought to another quickly. Instead, it was focused. In the end, 
What did AJ do? Well, in the end, he cut off all his hair, he moved to a mountain, he found a cave, and he lived in the cave for the rest of his life. This is the end of the story. When you finish listening to this a few times, please write about this topic and use some of this vocabulary in the forums. Okay, I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Lifestyle Diseases by Shiori Iwagaki. The major contributing factor to lifestyle-related diseases, typified by diabetes, high blood pressure, and heart disease, is often obesity. Therefore, we have to think about losing surplus weight. When I was watching TV the other day, I found a program which tried to introduce a way to cook low-calorie dishes. It showed food images for a full hour. Then, they let three overweight guests eat three full servings of curry rice. Japanese-style curry with rice. The dishes were made with lower calories than normal, but that tasting totaled 1,800 calories. If you have a chance to visit America, in which many people are struggling to lose excess weight, try watching TV. You will find it is filled with food commercials and medicines that are supposed to help you lose fat. However, the best way to lose weight is not by eating low-calorie food but by reducing the amount of food you eat. And it's really difficult to reduce your meal portion sizes while surrounded by actual food or images of food on TV, unless you have an unbelievably strong will. So, it is very important to keep away from this toxic food environment. But avoiding food advertising images is still not enough. Because if you want to lose weight, changing your physical environment is not enough. What is most important is to keep your mental environment free of unhealthy food images. This is important for all of us. We have to find a way to shift our mental focus from food to healthier foci, such as sports, reading, or music. Perhaps instead of calling them lifestyle-related diseases, we should call them thought-related diseases for thought and emotion are the true root causes of these diseases. If we are always worried and anxious, we may eat as an outlet for these feelings. If we constantly think of failure and problems, we may eat as a way to distract ourselves from these thoughts. Therefore, it is our negative thoughts and emotions and our inappropriate way of dealing with them that is the true cause of obesity and lifestyle-related diseases. So. Our challenge is to shift our thoughts and emotions and to handle the negative ones in a better way. This is the best way to lose weight and gain health. We can enjoy the satisfaction of finishing a really fat book. We can enjoy the achievement of passing a difficult exam. We can enjoy the exertion and effort of sports. Of course, we can enumerate many more positive pursuits. The point is, changing our mental focus is the key. There are many ways to cultivate a healthy mental environment. We don't even have to wait. Today, or tomorrow, we can start to think in a different way.